I'm like looking at your camera like it's gonna catch me. <laughs> Only if you. Yeah. Or if your hair's a mess. Hey. Oh yeah, when it was when it was a mess, it like did this thing, right? There was like the last episode. It was just like you had it curled out here, and there was like a couple frames that it was in. But yeah, that Clark Kent. <laughs> it was perfect. It was fitting. I liked it. Oh man. So you know what's actually well, welcome to the to the show. A for entrepreneurs. Sometimes we just forget that we're filming. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're having a conversation. It's also being filmed. Okay. Yeah, another 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 episode. Um, because it's like it's so natural. It's so natural. Yeah, it, and it's no different from what we normally converse. Yeah, it's not like we get off camera and we start talking about stuff that isn't entrepreneurial. We're like, oh wow, that was really good that we talked about. Let's let's talk more about that next week. And then yeah. before we get started, now we're like. Hmm, what can we really do to bring value to this episode? Yeah, and I think we we stumbled on a couple of different ways. <laughs> I'm excited to, to it, share that. It definitely was a, uh, I would say, a slower entrepreneurial week, for sure. Yeah. Um, but we definitely made up for it with some of the stuff that we did. Like, we uh, we just set up, or did our first interview of the year with Positive yeah. Diff Holistics. So that should be out shortly. Uh, I, I do, and this is all credit to my, my fiance for giving me this, this idea, but I do want to give you guys a, a heads up. My fiancés do any day for the baby. So this might be the last episode of us two talking before the baby comes and then the interview might come next week. Or next week could be the last time and the week after will be the interview. But, you know, basically what, whatever week uh, my fiance has the baby is going to be the week that we release uh, the first interview podcast, and then we'll probably start doing that like every other week or so. Yeah, I mean we've got two more interviews interviews scheduled for tomorrow. Yes, one of them is uh, I, his mom. I've been wanting to interview his mom for the longest time, and and now you know we're able to do it justice, and I think we're able to give it the quality that she deserves, you know, no more sitting on the Paw Patrol table. <laughs> no, we have... Hey mom, want to come sit around the Paw Patrol table and talk business? <laughs> How incredible that would have been. <laughs> it would have been yeah. epic. It would have but been yeah, epic. Here we are, so... Wow, Courtney is amazing. Yeah. Going, going through all what she's doing now, that's any day now, right? Any day. The due date is the 17th, but... If you've ever been pregnant or ever, you know, had somebody that's been pregnant, the due date is a complete guess. Basically, when you hit 38 weeks, that baby's ready to go, and she's there. Like, 38 weeks, I think, was this past Thursday, so she's coming up on 39 uh, in in two days. Yeah. So, it's every Thursday is like a new week, that's all I know. (laughs) So, internally, just kind of crossing the T's, dotting the I's before it... Yeah, you know, get, we got everything ready somehow, some way. We have, we've had, you know, so for those of you that don't know, I live with uh, my, my fiance's in-laws. We actually moved back two years ago, and uh, our, our, our idea was we're going to stack up money, save for a house, and get a house. And her parents are amazing people and really nice people and have allowed us to stay there. Um, you know, with the baby coming, we had to put the house on hold a little bit, um, at least just push it back for a little while. So we're staying longer than we expected at the in-laws. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that they're even allowing us to do that. But, um, we're somehow 
I don't even know where I was going with that, but how, somehow we've utilized the space. Like, I don't know, when you came upstairs before, when, when Jimmy used to live there, it was like quarters. Now we turned that whole room into a kid's room and everything got ready. Like, it's kind of crazy to see that, like, in April, we found out they were having a baby last April. And it was like, my fiance was panicked. Like, cause we plan on having children. We, I love her a lot. Like we love each other so much and we want to have kids, but we were just like, we want to, you know, get the house, get everything settled with your entrepreneurship and yeah, you know, life. Gave you, gave you a new set of hands, a new set of cards. Yeah, for sure. So how's, how, how's this going to change uh, your entrepreneurial mindset? Or like in the, uh, in the upcoming years, what's going to happen differently? I think, uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna, not probably, I'm going to double down. Like I, I realized that I, it goes into like work-life balance, you know, that thing that Gary Vee talks about all the time that it's kind of like a made up thing. Like work-life balance is like whatever makes you happy, you know? Yeah. Right now, like I'm gonna be in my kid's life as much as possible, but for the first four or five years, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for me to double down and grind harder so that by the time our daughter is, you know, five years old, daddy's already got everything established. I'm not having to work, you know, so much so that she doesn't see me ever, right. you know? Like, it's, it's super important that, like, you want to hang out with your kids, you want to spend time with as, as much as possible, but what comes before that is even, comes before that, it's putting food on the table. Yeah. Right, putting a, a roof over the head. So, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. Yep. You got you to gotta make that paper. And part of my goal is to uh, have Courtney, my fiance, uh, help me. You know, so like there's going to be tons of Facebook and Instagram and social media and at homework that needs to get done. And she's going to be, yes, she's going to be taking care of a baby, but babies sleep a lot. Like you're feeding, they're sleeping, or you're changing their diapers. Like there's not too much in between. Babies sleep a lot, especially newborns. So she's gonna have some time when after she, you know, heals up and everything. She's gonna have some time to really, you know, help me with my business too, and help us with our business. You right. know, like this. It's a team. It really is. You know, like grinding as hard as I have been isn't just for me. Like I don't want to be rich just for me. Like. I've already, my sister, like, she's, she's, sees everything that's happening, and she's like, holy crap, like, you're getting really close, like, it feels like everything you're doing is just, like, starting to roll so much that it's, like, impossible not to have something major happen, like, yeah. majorly good, and I was like, well, that's the plan, baby girl, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal you from whatever stupid job you're working at, so you can work from home and be with, she has a daughter, too, be with Ava, and, uh, she was just like, that's the plan, you know, so... That's always been the plan from jump, and my sister and I are like this, you know, like, my whole life, she's been, her and I have only had each other, that's it, like, it's never been anything else that's been consistent, like, I've been in her whole life, she's been in my whole life, and I can't say that about pretty much anybody else, Right. you know, so her and I are, it's like the craziest bond ever, and I can't wait to have everything come to fruition, and just be like, hey, you're leaving your stupid job. <laughs> no more retail jobs and stuff like that. You know, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna give her that golden ticket, that that opportunity. Yep. And you know, my sister knows the type of person I am, and I'm very much so blunt. And she knows that uh, 
she's not going to be able to just be lazy when she comes work for the business. Like no, because someone will just take her place. Exactly. I mean, like everybody will be in my family and friends will be given an opportunity, but if you squander the opportunity, I can't have weakness. You know, one weak one weak chain can ruin everything. Yeah. I'm not really worried about that with my sister. I think that you know I'll be able to teach her a lot. And she's, my sister's extremely beautiful, honestly. So like, she's gonna end up just being like the face of my business. So I don't have to show my ugly mug anymore. <laughs> like, here you go, have my attractive sister as the face instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Instagram models and influencers, they make bank and it, it works. Yeah. I've, been, uh, I've been trying to get her and her friends cause you know, pretty girls hang out with pretty girls. They do. And I've been trying to get them on board with, you know, uh, like modeling my cartridges and stuff like that and that's that's something I definitely want to do but again she's like oh, what if my job sees it you know my sister and I've offered right. to pay her for it and I'll you know, give her free product just to like post up a video or a picture smoking a cartridge and she's just like I can't because of my job you know what I mean right. once that job doesn't exist that opens things up a whole hell of a oh, lot more yeah. <laughs> it opens up to a big Foyer. Like I'm not worried. I do whatever the hell I want on my Instagram, like or on my Facebook. You know, like I, I have. You'll if you're on my Instagram, you'll see on my story that I'll be dabbing or smoking on there. Like it's part of for me ending the stigma towards cannabis, the negative stigma. Right. You know? And that's the one of the huge perks of being an entrepreneur is you get to work for yourself. You get to do whatever you want. You get to be you without any um, opportunity or chance of whiplash, yep. backlash. Yep. I mean, there is still, so like I think about, um, I've been just kind of testing the market again. Every, every like six to eight months, I like to just apply to jobs and see what happens, right? So I'm applying to these jobs and this thought goes into my head. My top thing says Hunter's Own Media and then my second thing says Independent Cannabis Consultant. <laughs> so like most people are probably gonna look at that and be like, no, <laughs> no, but I just like to see how the stigma is moving and everything, you know, like now I'm openly talking about all my cannabis stuff. I'm openly talking about growing. I'm constantly on Instagram on people's stories. You know, I'll look through stories like, oh, they're growing. What do you use it for nutrients? You know, like right. now I'm just like, I'm fully like just doubling down into the cannabis market, I guess you could call it. And uh, it's. It's gonna be amazing. And now with the the legality of farming hemp, I mean, you're pretty much on board to discuss whatever it is that you want regarding hemp. It's no different from yep. growing lettuce yep. or tomatoes. And uh, we, I think we touched on it a little bit last week that we're getting into hemp growing, hopefully. Uh, we have officially filed our application on uh, January 4th. So yep. they probably have it in their hands now, which is something I've been thinking of. Like we, we shipped it on a Friday. I probably didn't get there till like yesterday-ish maybe. Right. And then they probably opened it like today. So like- It may actually have gotten there on Saturday because mail does- True. Does get, and it's- They're probably not 50, open though. 50 miles, that's true. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was so it's definitely, it might have been there Saturday. regardless, it's probably there and they're yeah. looking at it either yesterday or today. So that's exciting. It's just, it's just a matter of waiting just a couple of days for them to be like either yes or no. Yeah. Here's the reasons why no, or, or yes, here yeah. you go. And I, brain. I expect that they're going to call us. I expect that they're probably going to want to come inspect everything, which is fine. You know, that's part of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm kind of hoping that they're just like, all of a sudden we just get like an email or something like a approved. <laughs> I have a feeling that they're just going to send a letter. Yeah. They're going to send a letter saying approved or denied. Yeah. But they may, they may call, they may, I think they'll still want to schedule like a visit. Yeah. But I mean, going back, even like the beginning ideas, the root of the idea is saying, hey, let's grow hemp. I mean, the process has been... I mean, it's been pretty pretty straightforward, yeah. I guess. I mean, there's a couple of things that we oh we don't really know what this means in the in the bill. We're doing a lot of a lot of research, so yeah. I guess that is that's step one. Yeah, was just the, doing the research. Yeah, like so, if you if you've looked into the hemp bill at all, you'll know that they didn't federally legalize CBD products, and that was our main thing that we wanted to get into was CBD because of all the crazy medical benefits it has. And, you know, we had to kind of dig deep into, you know, the hemp program federally and the hemp program just for our state, Massachusetts, because Massachusetts allows you to sell CBD and process CBD. So right now, we're not allowed to sell CBD on a federal level. I do expect that to change. My prediction, my hot take for this year is I think that they are going to federally legalize cannabis this year. I think that they're going to expunge a lot of records this year. California's already working on that. Um, if, you've, if you've had a minor cannabis offense, you know, like not trafficking thousands of pounds. <laughs> like yeah. if you got arrested for a joint one time and, you, and it's on your record, it won't be there anymore. You know, like, That's such good news for a lot of people. Yep. I think uh, my conspiracy brain makes me worry. What does it say? that the prison industrial complex makes a lot of money and i would say probably half the people in prison are probably on like marijuana offenses like in, in states like wyoming if you get caught with a roach you have potential to go to prison for up to five years a roach like you already smoked and it's just in your car yep. days and days and weeks on and months floor. later on the floor you didn't even know about it you know, you let somebody smoke in your car and they actually went to go flick it out the window and it landed on your floor instead. Like, stuff like that needs to change. Sure. Like, I, <laughs> I for one, could tell you that a lot of the majority of people in Wyoming were drunk driving. A lot. I can, I can say that from experience because I was definitely one of them, unfortunately, at that time. Like, drunk driving in Wyoming is like, Everybody does. What? <laughs> yeah. That is, that's nuts. That's like the view tax in New Hampshire. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. Basically. Wait, what's the view tax? Uh, the view tax in New Hampshire is this thing where if you have property that overlooks any sort of, has any sort of view, uh, you have to pay a tax on it. Oh my God. And then I was, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was talking to somebody from New Hampshire and they're, they're like, what do you, you guys don't have a view tax? No. No, we don't have a view tax. Every other tax, but maybe not that. View tax, that's, that's it's whatever it is that they do. I mean, New Hampshire has its ups and downs. As but, does every state. Yeah. It's funny, like, when living across the country, like, I've lived in uh, Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, and Massachusetts multiple times. Taxes in Massachusetts, comparatively, are actually a little lower, I would say. Like, Colorado taxes were insane. They had tax on everything. Like, here, if you buy clothes, I think if it's under $300 for an article of clothing, you don't pay tax on it. 
If you buy food, as long as it's not prepared, in Massachusetts, you don't pay tax on it. And our income tax, I mean our sales tax is what, 6.25%? In Colorado, the sales tax is not a, a single sales tax. Every county, every town, everything has their own you know, sales tax. And most of them are above 8%. And you pay taxes on food, clothing, they have breakdowns of different taxes. Like you end up paying a lot. And yeah. with how many people that have been moving to Colorado, the taxes and property values and everything is just pew, skyrocketing. I actually like, I would say that it's probably more expensive to live in, in Metro Colorado, like Denver area, than it is to live around here. Maybe not Boston. Boston's very, very expensive. Yeah, but Norwell. Like Boston, I, I remember I was doing electrical work back in uh, 2011 and I was in this apartment and it was like this space that we're filming in, like was the whole apartment split into a kitchen, a bedroom, a bathroom. Like it was like, it was like a big closet that they were living in. And I was like, wow, this must be really cheap, huh? And the guy was working like 2,500. <laughs> I was like, what? I was born in the wrong era. Like I, I really could have just, these people probably bought this property so cheap and now because Boston is so overpopulated and everything, they're making so much money off it of was, that. It was a total land grab. And right now, the, the land grab is hemp. Yeah. For sure, the land grab is hemp. And a lot of people that kind of see that are jumping on it. So their steps on, on getting that through. Yep is sending in that application. Yep. Um, but even, you know what, even before then, you need to have locations, right? So if you're hemp farming, what you need is really three prime locations. You need a, a main grow, a field, mm -hmm. outdoor field. Or uh, greenhouses if you do have the space. Yeah. Um, an indoor location or greenhouse if you've, got, if you've got the greenhouse, an indoor space, and that's for the, like the baby plants, right? And then you need uh, an area to process. And that is, of course, if, you, if you'd like to process as well. So, I mean, once you have all those steps down, then you're pretty much, you're given the, the green light. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. now, now you can go ahead and apply. But then, like the application process, they, they had us do some really interesting things. Very much so. Like, like what you had to do is, um, with all the locations, they wanted GPS coordinates, and then they wanted you to go into Google, Google Maps, and then kind of draw an outline yeah. of the satellite image. The sat exactly of where e everything was, and then kind of print that out, and then on each piece of paper, write down the longitude, the latitude, with that, with the application, and then and send it out. So I mean, it was a it was a, a process. Yeah. And we had to get, so we, we are growing between a couple different properties, you know, like with, with the indoor growing that he's talking about with the babies, um, you don't need to do that all year round. Basically, all you're doing for your indoor spot is growing inside for a couple months until the plants are mature enough and the weather is nice enough to be able to put them outside. So the thing about that is, even though we're only using that location for a couple months out of the year, we still had to get property owner's consent, had to get that notarized, and then the property that we're, we're growing at, um, we had to get owner consent there, we both had to notarize things, so we had to get like four different people to the notary and get everything going. 
and uh, it, was, it was definitely, you know, a, a process, but it's worth it. And I, I, think, yeah. I think they do that to kind of weed out the people that aren't willing to take those little extra steps. Yep, Make, makes it highly regulated. So the regulations are good. I mean, the, the, they're there so that everything can kind of be moderated, yeah. so nothing gets out of hand. And it stops um, people, like you said, stops people from getting into it that really aren't prepared or they shouldn't be and aren't serious. Exactly. Or they're just like, oh, this is cool, I want to grow some hemp. Like, that'd be fun. <laughs> you know, like, uh, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> so I think uh, that this, this hemp endeavor for us is going to be huge. Again, uh, we are going to be documenting everything. We are in the process of cleaning out our indoor spot right now. Andy actually just did pH tests on the soil and water. So we know like just about where we're at so we can adjust from there. And uh, now it's just a waiting game. The second they approve us, we already have, I've already been talking to some people for seeds because you do have to get seeds from a, a licensed person that has had their seeds lab tested and certified that it's below a certain level of THC. Because if it's above that level, they can literally like, so the level is 0.3% THC. If, if they, they come in and randomly test your crop, if they pull off one nug and it's 0.4% THC, they're going to destroy your whole crop. Huge loss. Like, that is a huge <laughs> loss. And they don't insure that. Nope. Nope. So. That's like one of the only things like that they don't insure under the new farmer's bill because that was one of the, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of that, that hemp bill is just the actual protection for farmers. It's incredible. I yeah. mean, look, it's, it's almost like uh, it's a win-win, really. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because everything, if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't go well, you get re, you get insured. I mean, yep. absolutely. Where can it go wrong? <laughs> it it sounds kind of crazy to think about, but hey, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll stay see tuned to the process, and uh, you're gonna see us talking to a few CBD and cannabis type people and businesses here coming up soon. We're actually the Positive Diff Holistics is a CBD distributor. And then we have Wicked Dope Soaps coming. She makes CBD soaps. And then we're going to do, oh, our yoga event. We should probably yeah. talk about that on here. We should. When, what, what's the date? February yeah. 3rd. Uh, we are doing our first live show. So we have teamed up with Cannabis Yoga Club in uh, Natick, Massachusetts. And Bridget from Cannabis, Cannabis, she uh, combines the, the medical benefits of cannabis with the amazing benefits of yoga. And um, we're actually gonna be doing like a, a live audience before we do yoga. Mm. So that, that's definitely cool. It's uh, $25 if you wanna do the class. If you're interested, just message one of us. We'll send you along to Bridget. And uh, we're just excited about it. We're gonna be taking live, we're gonna be taking questions from the live audience and then doing yoga. And speaking of questions, we actually had a, uh, a viewer send in a question. Oh yeah, we did. Um, two days ago. Uh, her name is Christine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that up. And she says, how do I start on Facebook? How do I get likes and views? And then she says, I want to create video content, but I'm concerned about my body image. I'm not shy though, if that makes sense. Hmm. That's a lot to unwrap. So, uh, so starting on Facebook, starting on Facebook, <laughs> this is going to sound redundant, but just get started. Yeah. You got to jump in. 
Like literally, Both feet. Just if go. you have no content, go like this. Click, and then make your content. Right. Start your first content as a selfie. You know, go from there and build up your content, but you just have to get started. Yeah. The first thing you should do is invite all your friends on your Facebook to whatever page you, you're working on. Get some, get some likes going on there. It's kind of social proof. People tend to not like or view things that don't already have user likes on them. It's a, yeah. it's a strange conundrum. It's kind of like walking by a restaurant. If there's a line out the door, you're gonna be like, wow, yep. I, gotta, I gotta have what they're having. Yep. In the same token, if there's nobody in the restaurant, you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm gonna go to that one. Yeah, exactly. It's Facebook is the same is the same concept. And I think uh, you know, to get more likes and followers and, and all that stuff, you, you have to kind of work within the community. So like with me, I'm in the cannabis community and I'm I'm talking with and supporting all these pages. You know, I just did a nine part interview series with a bunch of cannabis businesses for free literally charged not a dollar and these people are getting thousands of views on these videos and potentially having reached thousands more new people and that's value brought to them that they're going to remember forever yep so that's another thing with social media bring value to other people don't make it all about you and with the value that you are bringing make sure you absolutely love what you're doing absolutely because if you show. if you love what you're doing people are going to love watching you do it whatever it is that you you choose to do yep that's super important and just go in just dive as the towards the second part of your um, your question or concern about body image so you could do a selfie you could do like just kind of like a portrait kind of headshot listen here's you what i'm gonna say about body image Every single human being has their insecurities. I hate my teeth. I'm not a big fan of my laugh. I can't stand it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not freaking Brad Pitt over here, you know? Like, compared to this guy, I look like a schmuck. <laughs> so, just get out there. I feel like we're in, this, we're in this era that people are accepting of whoever you are, whether you, you have, you know, I, I don't know what Christine looks like or anything, whether you're you're heavier or you're wicked skinny like me, like I can't put on any weight. Everybody every day is like, you're so skinny, you're so skinny. I just, I'm just putting myself out there because at the end of the day, I don't really care about what I look like or my insecurities because by putting my insecurities aside and doing stuff like this, we could help so much more people. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Like I, I've made it like a mission and so has Andy to just help as many people as we can with everything that we're doing. You know, we do want to live comfortably. Obviously we want to, you know, do what we love and live comfortably from it. But at the end of the day, if we're not helping people doing that, we're, we're not succeeding. Right. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, just, just get on the video and just don't, don't give the negative people any sort of, yep. don't pay attention. Yep. Only pay attention to the positive, if you want to pay attention to anyone at all. But to get to there, like for some people it's really hard yeah. to kind of move and be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. That's, that's the best thing you should do because yeah. at the end of the day, you are who you are. Work for it, but work towards it. Yep. But you can start, start small and you don't have to be on video. Right, and that's the brilliant brilliance of 
today's society is you can you can provide written content yep. you can do uh, like blog posts things like that you can do if you're good at writing and you want to turn our podcast into blog posts go for it <laughs> <Yeah>. volunteer <laughs> I think uh, so it, but you were just talking about focusing on the positivity instead of the negativity I feel like again in this era that we live in I just feel like there's not so many people out there that are just like, you're ugly, you're fucking fat, like whatever it is, because people like that get weeded out. Like people will, in this day and age, like I noticed that when, when somebody will post something and then somebody will attack them, it's like 10 other people that are like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And that person will just like back off like, whoa, sorry, you know? And that's, it's a great thing because of the people who are dicks are going to get weeded out. <laughs> it's that's kind of like reminds me of this uh, colloquialism that I once heard. And you see, you see, one guy beating another guy over the head with a stick. You say, "What? Why are you beating this guy over the head with a stick?" Well, he was beating that guy over the head with a stick. What are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just uh, you know, if you <laughs> if you're one of those people that comment on in- people's insecurities and actually take the time out of your day to consume a piece of content and then think in your head, hmm, negative thought. And then, so you've already taken that effort, you've consumed the content and thought of a negative thought. And then you take it one step further and you waste more time and energy by commenting something negative. Right. Those people are losers. Like, Christine, if you're out there, I don't even know what you look like, but you're a beautiful person. Like, everybody's beautiful, you know? And anybody that has anything negative to say is so far beneath you, you know? Just know that. These people, if anybody has anything negative to say about your body image or you in general, most of the time, they hate their lives. Hate their lives. So you really have to take that into consideration and just do what makes you happy. Because that's all that matters in in the end game. And do it for the people that appreciate you. Yep. Pay attention to them and make your content for them. And we appreciate you so much for writing into us. It was a real pleasure. We yep. always love hearing, the, hearing from viewers. The, any, if you're listening to this and you have any question at all towards entrepreneurship, small business, even starting a podcast, just send us a question. Like, we love it. Like, honestly, answering questions is some of our best content because, Christine, there's other people that have that same issue and that same question, you know? And to me, what it boils down to is you have to get started. You can't keep, for lack of a better term, you can't keep making an excuse to not start. We all have our insecurities. We all have our things that we might not fully enjoy about this like I don't like being on camera all the time like I'd rather film other people you know but right now for the steps of what I'm doing I have to be on camera I have to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and honestly it's helping me grow a lot a lot you know like these podcasts I remember in the beginning it was so hard for us like what are we going to talk about what are we I don't know and then now it's like just turn the camera on and start talking it's like just flows it does yeah (laughs) Just happens. I mean, that's practice. Practice makes perfect. And Absolutely. if you, some some people they want to get, they want to do something, but they're not really sure what it is they want to do. Now, you know, Gary V always says just document, and yep. that is the best practice that you can do. Is just hold the phone, 
say, hey, so I really have no idea what I'm going to do, but here we go. It's, it's a Tuesday, and I'm filming a podcast right now. It can be whatever it is that you're doing. Whatever yep. your thoughts are, just rant yep. and post that, and eventually you'll start seeing a pattern. Maybe you start talking about X and Y over D and B. Yep. So just kind of start focusing more and more on that. And then two months later, after documenting every single day, audio, written, video, you might catch those patterns and be like, voila, mm -hmm. here we go. This is, this is what content I'm going to do. Gary also he put up a post the other day that said, if you're not sure what you want to do entrepreneurial, ask the five closest people to you what you're good at. So, I, I mean, I tried that with my fiance and got a wicked wise ass answer and kind of gave up on it. So be, you could kind of expect that if, if you have those people in your life, but like, just be like, no, but seriously, what am I good at? I'm trying to figure this out. And you know, I, I, I kind of know what I was good at. I was just curious as to what she would say. Yeah. So what did she say? <laughs> sex. Okay. I was like, but so should I sell my body or is that what you're totally saying? Totally be a prostitute. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, prostitution's a real business too, you know, sometimes they get your money. We're not yeah, hating. Pay for college. If you got to show a titty, show a titty, you know, <laughs> we're not judging you. Um, uh, jump in, completely jump in. Absolutely. I don't know if we have too much more. It's been, like I said, it's been a slow week for us a little bit, like on the entrepreneurial side, because we submitted our application and then we've just been shooting interviews and kind of coming up with ideas and schedules. So, so sorry for this being a little short, but I think we put a lot of value into this, this short episode. Yeah. Um, make sure that if you're watching or listening, hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, whether it's on YouTube or or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't know if Spotify has a subscribe option, but whatever. We love you guys. We actually just gained another two listeners in this past week, like as an average. So we went from 30 listeners to 32 as an average. And that makes us happy. <laughs> little little increases like that make us happy. You know, by, by the end of the year, we're looking to be at 100. So baby steps to get to there. Yep, we're on our way. Yes, we are. Peace, guys. Later.